0: check this out check that how you jealous i know you are it's okay it's all right it's okay i know you want one too we're officially five weeks into the nfl season we've had a lot of injuries we have a lot of trades van jefferson the falcons he's making the top 35 today but the main problem here five weeks in pretty much over a little bit over a quarter of the season i've yet to get a single zach moss prediction right but that's the motto at bdg we swing big i'd rather strike out swinging and play it safe play it conservative so week six we're making another bold take on the top 30 running backs the top 35 wide receivers and zach moss will be in there let's see if we could go one for six for once roll the tape as always i don't really feel that it's necessary to address the top dogs however cmc did take a step back from the number one spot probably for the first and last time this season mainly because the browns allow the fewest fantasy points to running backs we're still talking about cmc so i'm not docking them you're still starting them but it just it needs to be acknowledged that he's not wearing the crown all 17 games of the season in week six he took a step back from one to two he'll probably make me regret it but on to the next one austin eckler it might be a little high to put a guy top three after he's missed four weeks however in my opinion it's been four weeks it's been longer than it should have been could he not be 100 percent possibly how However, I think the touchdown upside is so high for Austin Eckler, both on the ground and through the air. You're going to start him no matter what. Maybe I'm a little high on top three, but again, regardless, he's an RB1. Let's start getting to the Juicy Boys, the low running back ones, the RB2s. Let's start with Alvin Kamara first. My favorite part about Kamara since his comeback is that through two games, it has been proven he is game-proof, game-script-proof. It doesn't matter if they're losing doesn't matter if they're winning. Last week, the Saints beat the shit out of the Patriots, and they fed Kamara the whole time. He scored a touchdown, and he was effective on the ground game. In his first game, the week before, they were trailing to the Buccaneers the whole time. Didn't get to use him on the ground as much. They got to use him through the air, and he had 13 receptions. So, win or lose, down bad or up good, Kamara is useful, and that is what we love in fantasy football. A running back that can be used no matter the situation. I think we should probably talk about Saquon not being a locked in top 10, top eight running back. Even And this is assuming he does play, obviously. I have Matt in the 15 range. You're still starting Saquon, don't get me wrong. However, I'm not super bullish on him. Look, we're facing a Bills team that to be honest, doesn't have the craziest run defense and they're banged up. Matt Milano's hurt. Lost Davis White. Got all kinds of guys. Von Miller's still ramping up, but it's the Bills. It doesn't matter where their run defense specifically ranks. They're going to destroy the Giants. The game script's going to get out of hand. The Giants are going to have to abandon the run game. Daniel Jones might not even be playing with the neck injury, and the Giants have the worst graded offensive line in the NFL when it comes to run blocking per PFF. Still betting on Saquon? He's still the man, the myth, the legend that has all the talent to produce. But situationally, week six on the Giants they are not exactly elevating his potential. Another guy we need to pump the brakes on that we've all fallen in love with after week five is Brees Hall. I love Brees Hall. I am all in on him the rest of the season. But in week six, he's facing the Philadelphia Eagles who have allowed the second fewest fantasy points to running backs. That's concerning. For Brees Hall owners, again, rest of the season were bullish. Week six, not so much. Similar thing to the Giants-Bills game. Going to get out of hand, okay? I don't care about the Jets' defense. They're not going to keep it close. They're going to destroy them, and then the Jets can no longer run the football, abandoning the run game, and Brees Hall's workload kind of takes a dip for the day. Does this potentially open up a buy low opportunity after the week? I hope so. For those of you who don't have Brees Hall out there, this could be your last chance shot of a window to maybe throw an offer at him after week six because I do think we could see some dud potential clearly he's still a top 24 running back he's still an rb2 he's still a start I don't expect so uh Brees Hall Denver numbers we're talking about the a-listers the guys that have the highest name value so far Saquon Brees Hall let's talk about Jonathan Taylor next I messed up last week I thought JT's in put him in your lineup that's on me I fucked up. Hand up. That's on me. However, Shane Steichen, the head coaches came out and said they're going to start ramping up in practice. They face the Jaguars in a division game. Of course, this run game isn't as efficient without Anthony Richardson. However, this team will still be very efficient on the ground. And I'm not too worried about opportunity or efficiency to the fullest extent. It's just whether or not JT is ready. But with the Shane Steichen announcement, I feel good this week. I think you could start him. I think he's not going to disappoint. Is he going to be vintage JT again? Not right away. Still, not now I think that could still take another week even after the next one to be prime JT again that doesn't mean we can't get a little bit of 65 70 75 percent of JT which is plenty of enough juice to throw in your lineups speaking of JT we might as well already talk about Zach Moss I do think they're both startable I'm higher on JT this week than Zach Moss look I've said it in the beginning of the video I'm over on Zach Moss so if there's one part of this video you want to turn the volume off stop listening to me It's probably right now. And me, I'm already taking a bold stance saying JT's over Moss when Moss has been cooking all season. Once he came in after being out, what was it, the first week? The dudes looked like an RB1. There hasn't been any questions about that. That's just me. I've been denying it the whole time for some reason. I think now it's okay to say he's RB2. I don't think he'll put up an RB1 top 10 performance again. Said that before. I might say it again next week, even if I get it wrong this week. But I'm double, triple, quadrupling, quintupling down on JT having a better week than Zach Moss in week six. One guy I kind of like that the little sneaky is Roshan Johnson. This is his shot. Khalil Herbert is out. Minnesota has a pretty meh defense. Go out there and win the starting job, brother. The rest of the season, this is your shot to create an opportunity for yourself. He's still dealing with the concussion protocol. However, that was on Thursday Night Football, so he has had an extra few days to get out of it. I'm leaning towards the fact that he will play. And I think he's a sneaky play this week. I'm not really too worried about Deontay Foreman taking a whole lot away from him. We've seen early in the season, Deontay Foreman has been an early scratch in the game. Clearly, the Bears aren't all in on wanting Deontay Foreman. Roshan, the other Texas running back, though, this kid is showing a couple little sc- Couple sparks, couple flares, and without Khalil Herbert, this is the perfect game for him to kind of hop onto the scene and earn himself a spot for the rest of the year. I'm be getting a little too theoretical, but I'm buying it. Bottom right corner of this chart, we, we just gotta talk about the Panthers. Look, I don't like either of them, Miles Sanders or Chubba Hubbard. I don't, okay. And Chubb is only this high, assuming Miles might not play, okay? They're not both 27, 28, 28, 29. They're just next to each other because I think Miles is going to be out and Chubb is going to step in, so he'll be RB 28. I don't like either of them. They're facing the Miami Dolphins. I've said this before. I don't want to predict every game okay but the Panthers are on five the Dolphins look like the best offense in the NFL they broke a record for having the most points scored in the first five games of the season they're going to run up the scoreboard the Panthers are going to have half of a quarter be able to establish a run game and then it's going to get out of hand all right but unfortunately they got to make the list we're in the dog days of running backs with injuries with buys I'm not gonna dig deep into the bag and tell you to start a Tajay Spears Kendra Miller Antonio Gibson Ezekiel Elliott over Chuba and Miles Sanders just yet we're not we're not that down pad and then with the Ravens Gus Edwards Justin to say look if you have either of them it's not a crazy start but if you have both of them I I really don't have the answer for you brother it's 50-50 you look at the snap counts they take turns I can't do anything about that the Ravens I can analyze the deep analytics but even if the deep analytics have contradicting things we're all out here guessing, all right? Both startable, but if you have both of them somehow, for whatever reason, flip a coin. Move on to the wide receivers. Cooper cups is the top three wide receiver the rest of the season. He's that dog the rest of the way. One guy I want to talk about, CeeDee Lamb. I feel like I've had a pretty good grip on CeeDee Lamb the past few weeks, telling you he's not this bona fide top 10, top 12 start. However, this week, my spidey senses are tingling. This could be the week where CeeDee Lamb finally shows he was worth you drafting in the late first round, early second, wherever you got him, because the Chargers give up the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. When's the last time you've seen Justin Herbert, Brandon State, and this Chargers team playing a game that's low scoring? You haven't. This is a high-powered offense that just relies on getting the football last and scoring blow for blow. Again, I'm getting a little... A little too confident in my game script predictions, assuming it's going to be a shootout. However, still using some stats. The Chargers give it up to everyone. C.D. Lamb's yet to, we're going with a little do logic. Let him cook. You're starting no matter what, but this week I, I'm a little higher on him than usual. DJ Moore, sitting at number 11. He's earned a him spot. Coming off a game of 250 yards, three touchdowns. Do I think Justin Fields can sustainably throw 300 yards forever? No. Can DJ Moore score three touchdowns and 250 yards forever? No. Even outside of that blowout game, DJ Moore has been producing. He's either putting up like plus 60 yards, or tutty outside of really week one he's been that dude he deserves to be a fringe wide receiver one i think he's officially broken that top 12 range until justin fields comes back to reality i'm gonna have a very positive reality around dj chris olave right behind him this isn't a buy low video but me and nick just did a buy low video on tuesday check that out we both agreed chris olave is a must buy right now in fantasy the first three weeks of the season he saw 10 plus targets in every single game. In week three, Derek Carr got hurt. And then in week four and week five, Olave's not been the same because Carr hasn't been the same. This isn't a Olave question. Yes, he's dealing with an ankle, but I don't, I don't really think it's that serious. It's just a matter of time of when Carr is healthy. Cause once he's back to 100%, which I think is any week now, Olave will be that dude again he will be worthy of a wide receiver one spot again. And I really think we could see it this week against the Houston Texans. I mentioned Cooper Cup's a top five, top three receiver for the rest of the season. Puka Nakua, he's a top 24. He's a wide receiver too for the rest of the season season is it inevitable one of these guys are going to have a game where they're the alpha and the other one sits back and does nothing of course that's going to happen but you need to be mentally prepared for that what could happen this game against the cardinals we could see the rams run up the score it be a cooper cup day it be a kyron williams day and puka takes a setback that is possible be prepared for that some dud is coming eventually for one of these dudes and that's okay that doesn't really change their overall outlook the entire season as long as stafford in this offense is healthy they're both going to produce for lineups the rest of the way do not fret on a single game. I'm a little concerned about Devontae. Ever since AJ Brown had his pouting session on Thursday Night Football, he's earned the court. He's earned the field. He's that dude and taking everything. Devontae, he's definitely taken a back seat. Now he's gotta go face the New York Jets who have a crazy good defense. Whether he's dealing with DJ Reed, whether he's dealing with Sauce Gardner, it doesn't matter. Devontae Smith at this point, it's not really crazy depending on the type of league you're in. If you're in a 10 man league or in a two wide receiver league, throw on your bench. Look, he's still a top 24 wide receiver for me, but that's that's the crazy part he's now a low-end wide receiver two and he's not a fringe wide receiver one or very high wide receiver two which you probably drafted him to beat out of the situation there's going to be weeks where he has a juiced week like he did on Thursday night football when it comes to consistency Devontae Smith doesn't have it again he's still a start for me in most leagues and deeper leagues and serious leagues but if you're in one where you got some juice wide receivers you got a Keenan Allen and a Nico Collins I'm starting both of them over Devontae Smith as you can see Jordan Addison I think we should talk about right there with him look what's crazy? to me about Jordan Addison is yes he's facing the Bears who awful defense Kirk Cousins is throwing up numbers J Jettis is now out the all obvious basic things everyone knows but the crazy part is that Jordan Addison has been producing before this in half PPR he's averaging 10 and a half fantasy points per game this season that's more points per game than Amari Cooper and Chris Olave and that was being in a wide receiver two, wide receiver two B role where he was still kind of sharing with KJ Osb. like even if you take away the J Jettis fact he's been producing this season and now his role just got a whole lot bigger potentially let him cook throw him in your lineup so I'm already convincing myself more Jordan Addison. Madison, the Devontae Smith this week I I might go for that even it's crazy and there might be a little too much hype when Jay Jettis is out a month and this guy's producing even with Jay Jettis I'm gonna take that gold ticket and run to the factory Garrett Wilson let's talk about him number 28 Garrett Wilson not gonna lie he's been solid he's not this round one wide receiver that we all wanted because of Aaron Rodgers but now he's got to face still a very scary Eagles pass rush Jalen Carter Fletcher Cox Jordan Davis Hassan Reddick Brandon Graham Josh Sweat all them boys coming at you and Elijah Vera Tucker is just now announced out for the season probably the best lineman on the team whether the secondary gives up fantasy points to receivers or not i don't think this O line is any match for the seagulls defensive line we'll send a little bit lower on this week and i can't quite give him that wide receiver two range Abe davis right next to him he's proving me right and wrong yes i think he's touchdown reliant still however when you score a touchdown in four straight games who am i to say you won't go for a fifth who am i to say you can't have 12 touchdowns on the year by the hot hand if you want to throw them in your lineups, I am not complaining. As you see, I give them a top 30 ranking. Two last guys I want to talk about: Amari Cooper and Zay Flowers. Maybe a little Jim Kobe Myers sprinkle as well. Amari Cooper, I have him this low because I don't know what to think of the Deshaun Watson situation. It's looking like he's not going to play. He's not practicing. They're activating PJ Walker to the active roster. It's weird. I really thought he was going to play in week four. I thought he was guaranteed he's coming back this week. Maybe not. What else do you want me to do? Amari isn't a top 30 wide receiver on the season, and now he might not have this starting quarterback. I, I can't give him that much name value. But let's, let's go to a positive note. Zay Flowers here. Again, not a buy low video, but I love Zay Flowers flowers. We all overreacted in week one. That is known. He came away with 10 targets. He was cooking. He was dicing. He was slicing. He looked sweet. Since then, Dude hasn't really done much as far as actual fantasy production goes. Since week one and half PPR leagues, he's putting up five, six, seven, eight, nine points. That's just not going to get it done. However, in fantasy football, volume is king, and Zay Flowers gets the works. He's top 15 in targets across the entire league. He's got more than Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, and CD Lamb. And amongst the Ravens wide receiver room, he's got 22 more targets in the next guy. The workload is there. The volume is there. The opportunity is there. And that's what matters. The efficiency, the playmaking, I think those things will catch up. He's still a rookie i think in the back half of this season zay flowers is going to be a guy you're starting week to week as a top 24 wide receiver right now you could get him outside the top 30 and you might be able to get him for a cheap price to go and trade for jacoby myers look to be honest jacoby deserves to be higher based on what he's done he's top 20 points per game he's top 20 on the season in general however admittingly i'm biasly i don't want to say biasly but i'm giving him name tax that's not the right way to do it that's The wrong thing, for sure. But it's just hard for me to throw him above guys like Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, T. Higgins, Devontae Smith. I I can't do that just yet. I'm still fading Jimmy Garoppolo slightly as well. Jacoby, if he's on your team, he deserves some love and he deserves a hard look to start in your lineup. That's why he's in my top 35 and he probably will be the rest of the season. But as of right now, getting him a little bit of name tax before I give him that top 25 range. Ladies and gentlemen, that felt clean, that felt smooth. If there's any wide receivers, any running backs, I didn't talk about. Any tight ends you wanna know about. Any quarterbacks you wanna know about. Any kickers you wanna know about. I'm that good. You can get the updated rankings down to the last moment, minute, second, heartbeat on bdge.co. You can find the updated rankings all day, every day, right there. If you're new to the channel or if you've been here give us a like give us a comment give us a sub give us some love give us the works as always and of course ladies and gentlemen thank you and good night